Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read, recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerds Jessica Butcher and Josh Lupton. Together, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. We should know better than to eat before we do this. Hey, I just had a cookie. I'm good. Because we get sleepy? Because we get dozy before we Well, do I'm this. not dozy. I was trying to pull up, and then my sister texted me, and then I got phone distracted. Okay, I shouldn't shouldn't say we, me. Me, 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 we, 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 we. Do five jumping jacks. Two, three, four, five. There, are you energized? Drop and give me five. What are those ones that you... Just chug the coffee. <laughs> I didn't get coffee. I got tea. What are they called? Like blinkies or what are the... Burpees. You, burpees. Do five blinkies. burpees. <laughs> I don't even know what the frick a... What the hell is a burpee? Isn't that where you like like go down, jump into a plank, jump back up, and then jump? Jump. It's jump. a burpee. That, oh. That's a burpee, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you... Go For down, some reason, I have a kick r- your legs down, back into plank position, kick them back up so that they're, you know, you're bent like a frog, and then you jump straight up in the air, and then you do it again. You're supposed to do it fast. That's a burpee. Sounds like a heart attack to me. Well, it That's is why they, people hate burpees. They're awful. <clears throat> I mean, I can't do them because I'm, you know, fat and out of shape and. Sounds crazy. And uh, you actually have to, you're supposed to jump to, I think, when you come out of plank. Yeah, that's what I mean. And like jump really high, as jump high up. as you can, mm-hmm. but and then land and then go back and repeat. Damn. That's insane. So today, <laughs> right before the podcast, we went to Half Price Books, right? Because I had to look for a rock and roll shirt because I'm going to do a remote for Alice tomorrow. Mm hmm. And I need my rock and roll uniform, so I went looking for a rock and roll shirt. I have price books. Yeah. Because I'd seen one there before. And I did find one. <laughs> yeah. I it was it. just an excuse to go to the bookstore, don't let her fool you. Yeah, so anyway. I found a rock and roll shirt there, a mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix shirt. And I had to, I realized once we got there, I had to go to the bathroom really bad. Mm-hmm. I had to pee. Did you pass the clearance section? Well, yeah, I did pass the clearance. <laughs> I actually stood in the... Now, let me finish, because I stood in the clearance section for a very extended period of time. Because when I got over there, I really had to go. I mean, like a lot. And when I got over there, I noticed that the door was locked to the bathroom. So, at first, I was very patient. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people take a while in there. So, I, after a while, you know, I'm prancing. Because I really had to go. Yeah. <laughs> My legs are crossed. I'm doing the pee-pee dance, looking at the clearance section. And then I hear the water go on in the sink, and I hear the paper towels, and I'm like, oh, God, yes, yes, yes. And nobody comes out. So I go over, and I kind of wiggle the knob, and the water comes back on. And the water's on for, like, forever. So I'm like... <laughs> Oh, and you know what it's like when you have to go to the bathroom and the water's freaking running? Yes. So here I am in half-priced books, and I'm thinking, I'm going to pee my pants in half-priced books. 
It's going to happen. It's going to happen right now. It was like bridesmaids all over again. <gasps> you can sit down in the middle of the street and say, It's happening! It's happening! It's happening! <sighs> I was going to go in the men's room. So I'm texting Bonnie. Oh my God, I'm going to pee my pants. I'm going to pee my pants. So, and I'm thinking, who in the world could be in there? So the water comes on again. Paper towels again. I'm trying it, and my mind is just going crazy thinking of all the possibilities. So I'm like, it's got to be somebody taking a freaking bath in there. So I'm being very uncharitable in my mind. So when somebody finally comes out, there was a homeless woman in the bathroom. And I totally felt like an asshole Mm -hmm. because I was being uncharitable. But I had to pee so bad that I literally nearly peed my pants trying to get into the bathroom past this woman with a freaking shopping cart. In uh, San Francisco, uh, they don't really have, like, if you go into a store or something, they don't have a bathroom you you can use, on at least on Fisherman's Wharf in, like, that general vicinity. Uh-huh. Uh, so they have central locations for bathrooms, So and they're all public, and there's not really anyone there to, like, monitor it or anything so one night and I was like because my stomach problem I was kind of sick one night and me and Travis were just walking around and it's like close to like getting dark mm-hmm. I have to go to the bathroom all of a sudden so I like we have to like rush we had Travis had just lost his cell phone by the way in San oh, Francisco no. and I had to run to this like little area where the bathrooms were and there was a lady I felt so bad she was literally like in the sink and they have like those crappy ass like, like trying to save water sinks. Oh, um, yeah. And she's, where you have to push the button a bazillion like, times to yes, try to get the water. Repeatedly, and she's literally taking a bath. Like, homeless person in San Francisco taking a bath in the sink. Like, this outdoor bathroom. Mm. And I felt so bad. Mm. That is... So, yeah, I thought I was going to have to go home and change. I really did. I, that was a that was a close run thing, girls. I, I feel you. I've been there. Man. <laughs> It sucks getting old and having a weak bladder. I have too. I've been there. I'm going to have to start carrying a change of clothes in my freaking car. There was one time that I had one of those moments that we were, I was big and pregnant with Tyler and, you know, still married, obviously. And a bunch of um, of his cousins and I were all walking around downtown and I had to pee. And they're like, well, we're downtown. There's lots of places, you know, we'll find somewhere. And every place was closed. And so we're walking around. I'm, you know, eight months pregnant and I have to pee and there's nowhere open. Mm -hmm. And we walked. I mean, we had to walk like seven blocks to get to a place that was open so that I could use the bathroom. Yikes. I did. Yeah. One time we were doing a road trip to uh, like, I don't remember, Vallejo, California to go to Six Flags Mm -hmm. and I had to pee really bad at some point, so I decided to take my next exit, which was accidentally downtown Sacramento. Oh, man. Where all the streets are one way. Oh, my God. Could not find a bathroom or a gas station or anything for my entire life. And then we couldn't figure out how to get back to the highway. I have no idea. I still had to pee. I have no idea how I survived that, by the way, but I did. Yeah. It, I guess it goes all falls into the category of what doesn't kill you makes your bladder stronger, bigger, <laughs> bladder bigger. <laughs> I really am going to start carrying extra clothes. Do you get like hypochondriac when you're going through that? Like, oh my god, I'm my 
bladder is gonna burst and I'm gonna go septic and I'm gonna yeah. die. No, because that's kind of like because um, I do Bill that. Murray and what about Bob? Yeah. <laughs> no, the things that are going through my mind is, I, how can I, how can I um, put the sweater around my ass in such a way? <laughs> I do that too. That it's gonna cover up the piss that's gonna be running down my legs as I flee from half price books. And how am I gonna get in my car without getting urine on my seats? To drive myself home. I'd have to be naked. I'd have to take my pants off and drive home. I mean, these are the things that are going through my mind. Yeah. Isn't that awful? Yeah, that's... Oh. Well, the good news is none of that happened. Okay, I have a question for you. What? Both. What? When you're driving home and you all of a sudden have to pee and you're stuck in traffic, do you talk to your bladder? <laughs> I don't talk to my bladder. I'm usually cussing at my windshield. Because I do. I'm like, it's okay, bladder. We have 15 minutes and we'll be home. Y'all, you just have to wait 15 more minutes. It's okay. I sit on my fist. <laughs> I you yeah. sit on your fist? I do. I sit on my fist. I quit smoking in my car, but when I was would smoke, I'd start chain smoking because of how much I had to pee. like Or yeah. go to the bathroom. Because it takes your general. mind off of it. Oh, I get it. It doesn't, didn't really help, but it was just like... The same, I guess, as sm- sitting on your fist is. Uh, yeah. It was just like something to. Yeah, it's like it's like just a way to. I don't know. I don't know what that would be called. It's like try to plug it up. <laughs> That's disgusting. I always have this like anytime I go to Mustang, I always end up having to pee too, like on my way there. So I always stop at which is completely Phillies. Go to the Phillies convenience store. I don't know where that is. Well, there's it's that little convenience store right there, the corner of Morgan and Highway 152. No, uh, no, but they do sell really good burritos, by the way. I usually buy lottery <laughs> tickets there. Yeah. Um, I always go out of my way because my dad lives. Yeah, right I know there. he lives right there. Yeah. And I, but I always drive all the way to Q Now that that's oh, in existence, because Q has a nice bathroom. But it's another twenty minutes just to yeah, drive to Q and then drive back to one fifty two in Morgan. And my dad will call me and be like, "Did you like die on your way? Like, where are you? Because it's been an hour pee. and a half." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Little detour. <laughs> But these are the things that happen to women. Guys don't have this problem. Why do men, why are men blessed with a camel bladder? My son can go all freaking day and not need to pee. Oh, it ha- my dad's a mud, mud engineer and he used to like carry a bottle. So if he's driving or something, but they can also, if they're on the highway, literally get out of the car, open both their doors so nobody yeah, can see and them and piss off the I side know. of the highway. Yeah. It's so I need a shiwi. That's what I really need. But really, no. That just sounds so unsanitary. Dude, I, I'm from Wyoming. Squatting it, on the side of the highway, pissing on I your know, clothes is unsanitary. If you used a shiwi, what the hell would you do with it until you yeah. got What are you going to do? Somewhere you where put you it in a Ziploc bag or something. Yo. Dude, it's a better solution. Believe me. I do not like peeing on my clothes. Well, I mean, I'm not saying you should pee on your clothes. I'm just saying I'd rather squat than use a shiwi. Yeah. I don't know. Don't judge me. I'm not judging you. I'm giving my own opinion. It just makes me very comfortable. No, I'm just thinking in my head about using a shiwi, and I would still have the same aim problem as if I squatted. (laughs) Well, I've never actually tried to use one, but Kelly got one. Yeah, I heard. I saw her post on Yeah, Kelly got one. So next time she comes on the show, which she said she would. Yes. We were were sitting at the library the other night talking about how much we miss Kelly. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we, so we sent her a text. We said, Kelly, we miss you. When are you going to come back on the show again? And uh, she said, sure, I'll come on. So, Will you guys tell me next time you go to Half Price Books? Yeah. Sure. I need to get... Book, some stuff? I want to see if they have it like used for cheaper. Oh, okay. guess what I bought today? Guess, 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 guess. What? I bought a signed copy <laughs> of Joe Hill's The Fireman. Awesome. Was it at Half Price Books? It was. It's my birthday month. Yeah. So you bought yourself a birthday present. I did. Are you going to take it home and ask your husband, husband to reimburse you? No, because I'm going to ask him do. to hold it open while we're having relations. <laughs> So I can stare at Joey's <laughs> signature. Open this right here. Hold it up high. I'm just kidding. I would never. <laughs> I'm just saying. If Actually, you're on Bonnie top, suggested that. I don't think for he'd go for that. Yeah, like, no, no. He would. He would totally not go for that. He would. He would, he would be very, very offended by that whole idea. No, I'm just. I'm just very pleased that I I have a signed copy. Yeah, we all know that you are. A Joe Hill stalker. I'm not a stalker. I'm just a fan. Super fan. No. Scary just, super. I am I mean, not, am, if this was misery, not. you would be Kathy Bates right now. I am not. Let's hope he doesn't ha- get into a car wreck outside your winter <sighs> cabin. <laughs> I don't know. I hardly know anything about him. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. Okay. I'm just giving you a hard Because I'm totally not a stalker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Now, you and Ken Follett, that's a whole other thing. The only reason I know where he lives is because Nicole told me. So she's the stalker. Who? Ken Follett. (laughs) I told you You where he lives. You shit up. You you looked it up on the computer when we were talking about it. She doesn't forget anything. She's like a freaking elephant. Who, me? I forget something. No, her. Bonnie. I forget. You don't forget anything. You piss me off. I really don't forget anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we, we next time we go to half price books we'll let you know and we'll we'll make a we'll make a little journey of it. I still have money on my um my, on my Barnes and Noble card. I, uh, I was going to tell you yeah? what I needed. Hold on. I forgot the name of it though. So if I find it, I can get it for you. Uh yeah, and I'll pay you back. Um Ooh, my Popeyes is coming back up. So I yeah. wanted to read this anyways, but it's on you know how PBS like partnered with like was it NBC to do the book club national book club it's on oh. Facebook and this is their February book but I was gonna read it anyways but it's uh, the Killers of the Flower Moon the Osage oh, Murders yeah. and the oh somebody, somebody commented about that book they read that book and loved it yeah it's like it was the like in the top books of uh, sold like last year and especially in the state of Oklahoma because that took place in Oklahoma right but um, speaking of um. Speaking of feedback, I, I want to shout out Fran, Fran S. at Franosaurus on Twitter. <laughs> She's freaking hilarious. She is. She's from Canada. She's one of our Canadian listeners. Bonnie suggested that maybe she come on the show, and, and she asked if there were any kind of... Um, initiation. Any initiation rights she had to go through, and Bonnie suggested perhaps she... <laughs> Would have to dance naked around a uh, under the full, full moon, moon, and 
she had to read a gold the goldfinch and then there was a beard of bees mentioned <laughs> like where the freak did you get a beard of bees she Lonnie? said she'd do all three so I mean sometimes with rituals you just throw them out there and see how crazy people are <laughs> and Hello. hey we got one sometimes. beard of bees Sometimes you just got to throw your line out there and see what you get. <laughs> so thank you, Fran, for having such an open mind. <laughs> we'll get on that beard of bees right away. <laughs> Not going to happen. <sighs> who else? Who else? We were going to shout somebody else out. Who was it? I think that was it. You were just going to um, say something about. Um, oh, our, some of our, our SoundCloud cities. cities. Yeah. We had a lot of Tokyo. We did. We had 60 people out of yeah. Tokyo. That's awesome. I thought that was pretty cool. So, hey, you, Tokyo. My woman from Tokyo. (laughs) Well, we just lost half of them. (laughs) Domo arigato. Do you guys ever watch uh, 60 Minutes? Occasionally. Did you see the one with James Patterson on it? Uh -uh. No, but I'm not really a big fan of his, so I probably wouldn't watch it. It's actually really good. Really? And he was talking about uh, Aaron Hernandez and that case. And so he actually wrote a book about it, promoted it on the 60 Minutes show as he's doing the 60 Minutes, like he's narrating this, the 60 oh, Minutes. really? And then, so now I want to read the book. Hmm. Now, isn't Aaron Hernandez, isn't he a sports person? He he was, was? the famous <clears throat> football player who uh, murdered some people. Because he had the head thing? Yeah, that's what they say, yeah. And, and then, then he, he died uh, in and prison. Then he committed suicide in prison oh, after. Okay, okay. And they said that was because of his CTE. CTE, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Repeated head injuries cause people to go crazy. Hmm. <laughs> really? <laughs> but I'm going to read the, that book too. Wasn't oh. I guess when they say that um, I'm going to knock, knock the sense right out of you, it really is true. Yeah. And remember, Vani, um, we, we got that book in. The, oh, yes, we got yes. a book in. Somebody sent us a book, and we, we thought of you right away, in. Nicole, because it could fit into your category. Is that the romance one? Yeah, but that it's called... I could hear you talking to Giselle about from across the office the other day. <laughs> Giselle was squealing. You were squealing. Oh, my God. Well, the picture on the cover recording. was um, memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, was have it, you ever looked in the romance section? It was a very it is pretty ridiculous. man. Very pretty man. <laughs> well, you know, I, I suppose look, but yeah. But then I opened the first page, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> it's like the contest. You okay, just, I'm out. Sometimes you gotta have a guilty read. I know romance really isn't our thing, but I'll try it. You know, and nobody else wants to try it. Ugh. Well, I have to finish. I'm doing a Kindle book right now, mm-hmm. and as soon as I'm done with the Kindle book, I can read I it. I think so okay, all you want to read it first. You can. It. No, um, I'll let you read it first. I can. Okay. We can wait, all and right. then you can read it, and then Giselle can read it. Giselle's very excited. She I wants to come oh, on. I should let Giselle read it before I read it. She's very excited. I'm She's also, not coming on until March because I have like a list of things I've got to uh, like right now. I got. But I told Martha because it says something about a quarterback. And I told Martha, I said, hey, Nicole could read this for her sports one. Because it fits one. into your oh. sports thing. That's what we were talking about. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that's the reason Nicole didn't want to read it. <laughs> I don't know how much football's actually in it, but it's something about a quarterback. So we could probably transition into the, the yeah. book portion of our program now. You want this? Yeah. <laughs> now that we've talked about many other things that don't really fit into that. I have... 
unless somebody else wants to go first. I have a hot new release. Hot. Um, no, because Martha's going to mock my whole book, so we can wait okay. for that. Okay. Perfect. So, <laughs> uh, this was published yesterday. And <gasps> What? Yeah. Which is the perks of Amazon First. It used to be oh. called Kindle First, because you get a free book, uh, and you get to read it the month before it is published. And so, I finished this one like last week but it was officially published January 1st oh cool and it was really interesting um, and it's called Tips for Living and it's by Renee Shafronsky and um, this had a lot of it's kind of like a a little bit of I don't it's kind of like a little mis- murder mystery a little bit um, kind uh, I've seen some people comparing it to Girl on a Train oh. in so, um, but I don't really feel, I feel like they're completely separate, like, stories. There's nothing really similar other than, I don't know, did there's a like, female lead. Did you like Girl on the Train? <laughs> I did. I didn't I have a problem I think I was the it. only one. Well, Jessica th- that didn't had like a heart- it either. It was just the, you know what, I, I know I disparage it constantly. It's just the first part of it I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah, the last part of the book. I thought it was brilliant. It was just that first one third. Okay, of the so book I can stand. Go ahead. if um, I, I guess if you do compare it to that, then you would actually like this one comparatively to Girl in the Train because she doesn't feel sorry for herself constantly. Okay, anyways, l- uh, let me tell you what it's about first. Okay. <laughs> All right, um, but uh, okay, so there's a girl and she was married to an artist who is pretty famous and she had been with him for a long time and she had finally married him and this kind of happens before the book starts um then she finds out that he was cheating on her and not only was he cheating on her he got his mistress pregnant and he kind of tried to keep her around after that but she she was done so she ended up moving to this little town it's like kind of an upstate uh new york where people go during the summer to vacation and everything. Well, so the book starts um, right after they end up moving to the same little town. Oh, no. That she had just moved to, and she had finally kind of... Did the husband know? Yeah, they both knew, like, and his mistress knew. So anyways, they... And it's a small town, too, so she's super annoyed Mm -hmm. the mistress that he's now married to so it's his new wife starts showing up to her Pilates class and she is very frustrated but she's been like wait 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 the the wife knows about the mistress they're divorced at this point that's why she moved to the the main character is the ex-wife now the mistress shows up at the ex-wife Pilates classes yeah so so, it's almost like the mistress the mistress is the new wife now because she got pregnant and had, you know. Anyways, but anyways, they're not really. She's not being stalked. But oh, I can th- see where it's this just they... a small town, and then you, oh. they just keep running into each other everywhere. So and he married his mistress. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, because he knocked her up. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, then she starts getting really frustrated, just because of how often she is seeing them, or all over town, and. A few days after uh, the new wife shows up to the ex-wife's Pilates class, uh, her ex-husband and his new wife end up dead. 
Whoa. And um, this woman, the main character, she actually writes for a newspaper and she does like little opinion pieces um, and some other like stories. And so she's pretty well known throughout the town at this point now that she's been there for a little while. And of course, everybody like she's the first suspect they're looking at and so the rest of the book is her trying to clear her name and there's some interesting aspects to it um it's pretty short um it's 328 pages oh that is kind of short um but it was interesting i wouldn't say it's like the greatest like thriller or any i don't even know if you would call it a thriller exactly but it's to me it was more like a beach read or it was fun oh, to read. Okay. It wasn't. I just it's don't. Almost, ex- yeah, don't expect it to be. It was kind of a quickie then. Kind of. Mm. <laughs> almost like a palate cleanser. Yeah, and between. it was fun um, and interesting, and um, you don't really guess who who did it or anything. Um, but well, that's always a prerequisite for me. I have mm-hmm. to make sure that I don't guess who it is. I also wasn't really trying very hard I was right. just like reading it I don't know it I don't usually good. try but my brain automatically sort of <laughs> makes those leaps on its own uh, but yeah and it's called and yeah it's called tips for living there's like so many aspects to this book like I don't know this that are just it made it really interesting she had to take care of her aunt and who was in a nursing home and then huh. I don't know there is a little bit of a romance in here um, but it's not something that's like super gushy, mushy, ushy. Well, if, if it's not the central part of the book, then. No. Awesome. So, yeah. To, just to look at it, Tips for Living, it looks like it would be a self-help book. You know, that's what I thought it was going to be when you said that. I'm like, oh. I thought I was like, <laughs> look at Nicole reading the no. self-help book. Well, part of the, um, like, w- why it's called Tips for Living is because before her father died, he used to give her like tips like a kind of tips for living so it, it mentions that term in the book like two or three times um, oh, okay. and it's just how she's getting through you know being a murder suspect and almost going oh. to jail and she like falls back on stuff that her dad she just remembers dad. it and like that's how they got the title of the hmm. book cool sounds pretty interesting yeah but um yeah and how does it feel to be first well it's pretty good well, but, have you seen the new list? It just came out. Yeah, I have it right here. You see but, anything that, that floats your boat on there? There's six books. The uh, one is called Bone Music. See, I looked at the list and I'm like, eh. Oh, you did? Yeah. The other one's White Rose Black Forest. Another one is called Neighborly. One is called Go. Uh, one is Silent Victim. And the other one is Tough Tug, which is a children's book. I might just get that one. Just kidding. It's like a picture book. Can we review that? I might be able to get that done for the podcast. (laughs) You were looking for a new book, Bonnie. I am looking for a new book. What I do is I wait. I I never pick one at the beginning of when they're released. I wait and go read the reviews to figure out which one's going to be the best one. But for some reason this month there's a lot of thriller, suspense. As I was looking at them. Psychological thriller. Which I I don't mind. I kind of have to be in the mood. For, that kind for of a thing. psychological thriller. And I just, as as I looked at the descriptions of those, the Amazon firsts, I'm like, eh, not today. Not, not today. today. Well, you can pick one later. Uh, or you I can might. pick one for like, 
and just download it for free and then never read it. But then you have an extra book for <laughs> like all the book. other stuff that's sitting on my Kindle that mm-hmm. I've never read. Mm-hmm. Well, until I go on vacation. A little of a backlog, so when you go on vacation, you have plenty. It's the only time I ever touch my Kindles when I well, go on like vacation. Well, like I told you today, I'm you know just finished my book today for that I'm going to review now, and I don't have another one at the library that's downloaded to my phone, so I am without a downloaded <gasps> book right now. Scandal, and I don't like that. It like it's like it makes me almost. See, I get anxiety over that, too. Yeah, it makes me anxious, because I'm like, what if I'm somewhere and I can't read a book? Oh, my God, what am I going to read? I do exactly the same thing. But right now, I have the Kindle book that I'm reading, so, you know. But I can't crochet and read the Kindle book at the same time, and it's just... (sighs) Sorry about you. Problems. Yeah, that is a rough life, isn't it? (laughs) I just, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you tell us about this book that you've... She literally finished this book... When I pulled up, or when she pulled up to the station tonight. I had one minute to go, so I she, got in. She, she was like this. She, she stopped like, me with her hands when she got into my car, because we were going to go to Half Price Books. Mm-hmm. She stopped me with her hands right as she got into my car, and she sat there. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, either she's on the phone with someone, or she's listening to something very compelling, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> you, you may now speak. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end. And she, she, it only took just a few seconds. She says, "Okay, I'm done." Well, yeah, because I was, I, I, I had a minute thirty left when I got out of my car to get into yours. So that's why I was like, "Hold on, hold on," because you know me, I have to finish it all the way through. I know. And we were just talking about the much maligned on this podcast, "Girl on the Train." Yes, and this book is by Paula Hawkins, Into the Water, which Paula Hawkins wrote, Girl on a Train. That's on my TBD list, English, my TBD list. TBD to be determined? (laughs) Damn it. TBR list. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, this book is kind of like a, a murder mystery kind of book. There's absolutely no romance in this book. I read it. I know. Did you read all of it or did you stop? No, I read it. All of it? Yep. <laughs> all of it. As you can hear by her tone of voice, she did not like it. I think maybe you just don't like her writing I style. I don't like Paula Hawkins' writing style and I am not ashamed to say it. Sorry, Paula. Sorry about you, as Nicole would say. Because hey. she reads very much, it's a very much what's in people's head. It's not so much a story as in like the thoughts that are in everybody else's heads more than a so dialogue. So let's hear what you thought of it. Tell let's, us about the story. Let me tell you what the story is about. It is about a um, murder of a lady named Nell and her sister Jules comes to town, her younger sister, and they are not close. They haven't really been in touch in a very long time. They don't get along. This Nell chick who ends up down doesn't really sound like a great person. She just kind of came across to me as as a mean girl, like, you know, a lifelong mean girl. I really didn't. I mean, she was dead, so it's not like she was the main character in here, but I really didn't like her very much from everybody's descriptions through the whole book. But that was just my thought. Somebody else might think something different. But, um, 
She comes to town after her sister dies. Her sister's a single parent, has a uh, 15-year-old daughter named Leanne Leland. The um, the death is is thought to be a suicide because she jumps off a cliff into a pool that they call the drowning pool. And this, they refer to this drowning pool a lot during the book because there's always bad things surrounding this drowning pool. It's It was used in history to swim witches. So it has a history. Um, other people have ended up, have been found dead in this drowning, in this pool of mm-hmm. water, which is part of a river. Um, but she's the latest. And there's also another death that happened not long before Nell's of a teenager named Kate who is also thought to have committed suicide. And so this is just kind of about the investigation to find out if it is a suicide or if these were murders. Mm-hmm. And it um, ends up being tied in with a another lady that was found dead in the drowning pool a long time before this, like probably 20 years ago if I had to guess I can't remember exactly what they said but and it's just it's really interesting it it is a little confusing because there's a lot of characters she doesn't really talk about the characters enough that you can recognize who they are through the book until you're into the book and Mm -hmm. she jumps around between characters Mm -hmm. I read some of the reviews and it got bad reviews because of that but I don't know. I just like Paula Hawkins' writing styles. I know you don't, but she has just such a pessimistic, dark way of describing what people are thinking and feeling that it just, it, it sucks me into it kind of like a show like Black Mirror from Netflix does. It just sucks me into it, and I just, I have to listen to it, and I have to figure out what's going on and she only revealed a little bit of the story through each one of these people throughout the book until you finally get a bigger picture of what happened so you really have to pay attention when you're reading this book this is a hard book to read if you're trying to multitask so it it could work for a read harder challenge that really is you're right like when i go look at all the reviews literally people complaining that it's too hard to follow but and then everybody else is like, give it time, you'll fin it, you'll love it. Right. Know. And you know, really, I had I had that problem a little bit with Girl on a Train. When she first started talking, and you had all of these different characters, it was, it took me a minute to place what each person's role was in the story. And this book is the same way, but there's... There's probably double the amount of characters as as there was in Girl on the Train. So I think this was also one of like the top purchased books for the entire year. Yep. Uh huh. So, but I just I don't know I I don't know why I like her writing style so much. It's just it just drags me in, and I just I I literally listen to her book with this look on my face, consternation the whole time. I think I like her writing. And mm-hmm. I think part of the reason, Martha, like the reason you didn't like Girl in the Train is you didn't didn't 
like any of the characters, and we've talked about this we before. We have talked about this before. It has to do with, I have to be able to grab onto something when I'm reading a book. Yeah. I have to be able to find something to grab onto, to relate to, some reason to keep reading. And if you don't right. find that, you automatically hate it. No, I automatically want to be done. Yeah. Because it feels like a waste of time so, to me. It's like hanging out with people who are assholes. I, think, I don't like to do that either. But I think this is why so many people enjoy this book. It, you can tell me if I'm wrong, funny, because I haven't read this one, but based off of Girl in the Train is because of how different it is written from any other book because it is very you don't different. have anybody to relate to now and she it's just she, she wants reveals you to hate. so much yeah. little pieces it's like a puzzle and you can't figure out i mean i listened to the whole thing mm-hmm. the whole well, thing really and the reason why you didn't like it because it had everything it had inappropriate relationships it had um buried family secrets i know it had, i know and i kept listening to it thinking and it wasn't. It's gonna. It, it's gonna have a great ending. I know it's gonna have a great ending because Girl on the Train got better, and I kept thinking it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. And then it was like, Neow. it just didn't do it for me. But you, it didn't. It just not did even not win. do it for me. I don't know. I I really can't explain why. I really just think that you don't like her writing style. I think that her writing style... Her writing is, style just doesn't do it for me. And I there, I don't think that there's any... I'm not saying... There's nothing wrong with no, that. I, I yeah. think that no, every once not. in a while we're going to run into that. We're going to run into people whose writing styles we just... I mean, like you and Anne Rice. That's a great example. Yeah. Anne Rice has a lot of fans mm-hmm. that like the way she writes. But you do not like her. Everything I don't like the way that she writes. Yeah, yeah. Everything you've read by Anne Rice, you're like, eh, she's too long-winded for me. She's yeah. too wordy. Yeah, she is. She is very wordy. I like wordy. I know. And I like this because it's, I'm, maybe because it's intense. And you know, I like those intense, deep. And that's part of it. You hit it right on the head. Because emotionally. When, when we get the intense movies and stuff, if I watch intense movies with my husband at home, mm-hmm. I like to fast forward through the intense bits. I don't like to sit there and get all freaked out. I'm like, yeah. just forward to the, when the fight scene is over. I don't want to watch that shit. I want to get to the business. I don't like being, I don't like that, that, ooh. I'm not really sure how you read if you don't like that. Yeah, I know. Well, it just depends. I mean, obviously I like, I like suspense, but not the kind of suspense that is. Not the emotionally charged, Not the type of this edgier seat, edgier seat, edgier, not the exhausting. I, I get exhausted by shows like 24. Mm. Where you don't even get a chance to fucking breathe. It's like, oh my God, he's kidnapped again. Oh my God, he's kidnapped again. Oh, Jesus Christ, somebody's shooting at him. Oh, he's kidnapped again. Yeah, but this isn't Jeez, quite like that. This is a different kind of... But I don't like that constant edge of your seat thing. It, it's not for I me. Love and it. I can And me I too. can readily admit that I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I... I and I, the whole, it exhausts you, that I can understand because after I read for a while, like when I'm going home, when I'm driving home, because I, I listen when I'm driving home and mm-hmm. it's my longest period of straight listening and I'll pull in and I'll be like, whew, whew, that was, that was an intense part of that book. <laughs> See, and that's part of it. When I read a book, I like to read for a long time. I can, I can listen 
or read for eight hours in a row and not get yeah. tired of it. But see, I love that. I love that Unless style. Unless it's a book like that. And see... And then I'm like, this is exhausting. I don't like it. Girl with All the Gifts is written a lot in this style, too. I'm surprised that... No, but I really like that book. I know, but you didn't like that this book, and they both have that same emotional... I don't emotional know why. Why is suspense. it? I don't know why. <gasps> but I just... Okay, give your title and artist again. I'll quit bitching. And you're telling me to wrap it up. That's... If this was the Oscars right now, she would be playing the music. <laughs> then be into the water. <laughs> no, you can talk about the book more. I'm by just Paul saying. Hawkins. I was just saying, I don't want to talk about my feelings anymore. God damn it. I'm just saying that, <laughs> yes, there are a lot of characters. It is a little bit difficult to follow at in at times. At times I had to think, okay, now, who who the hell is talking right now when I was reading? Um, but it's, I don't know. I love her writing style. I know you don't, but I do. Love it. Love it. Don't love apologize, it. baby. It's all good. And it is Into the Water by Paula Hawkins. So that's how many stars? I mean, I would give her 4.5. She le- okay. loses half the star because there was so many characters and she doesn't develop her characters enough that I can follow who they are. But Fair enough. I, okay. I just, I love her harsh, pessimistic view it's almost like she writes what people think, but it can't are afraid to say out loud. Your dark heart spoken out loud. Yes, that's what it is. It's what it seems like to me. <laughs> because sometimes, like what she writes, that these characters are thinking, it's like I've totally thought that before. It's a horrible thing to think, but I have totally thought that before. And there's there's a lot of people that are like that. I mean, they wouldn't say it out loud because, I mean, it's morally wrong and you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. But I think, I don't know, does that make any sense at all? It does. Okay. It actually does make sense. Yeah. What is the title and artist again? Into the Water by Paula Hawkins. Would you read this week, Martha? Oh, well, I read, actually I read several, but I'm going to pick... The Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin. And the reason that I want to talk about this one, well, for one thing, this is one of those books that it really had, it made me think so much. I was constantly thinking about the different things that were going on in it. For example, if you could know the date that you were going to die, would you want to know? Nope. Bonnie? The day? No, I don't think I would want to know. Okay, so these kids, New York City, in the 70s, siblings, they're talking amongst themselves, and they know about this woman, this medium, this fortune teller, whatever, who can tell you the date you're going to die. And the 13-year-old gets just obsessed with the idea of meeting this woman. And he saves up his money, and he kind of semi, you know, he, he talks it up to his siblings, his younger siblings, and he wants them to go with him. Oh, let's go find her, let's go find her, oh my gosh. So they go on an adventure, and they go find this woman. And... They walk in 
and they ask for her and they the people say okay one at a time and that that really wasn't in their in their plan they weren't wanted to go in together mm-hmm. because they're kids mm-hmm. you know the oldest one is only 13 uh-huh so here they are they're in a stranger's apartment in New York City and the youngest one I think is like five or six years old. I mean, they're not very old. So one at a time they go in and she tells them the date of their death. Mm-hmm. And then the book follows each one of them. Through their life? Yeah. Would you want to know the day that you were going to die? No. Not on your life. I mean, it would just I would change not the way know. that you plan things. Well, and that's basically what you see happen. The youngest one, they tell him he's going to die. The youngest, basically. And when he's 16 years old, he up and runs away from home with one of his older sisters. And starts that journey at 16 because he knows he's going to die young. Uh, so he wants to get started, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He wants to live his life right. as much as he can right. before he dies. Right, and the stuff that happens to him, you, you're constantly wondering, oh my God, if he had just stayed home, I bet that wouldn't have happened to him. Hmm. But really the reason that I like the book the most though is because the characters themselves were so fascinating. The mm-hmm. characters, she just wrote that they were so rich and interesting. Um, like, for example, the one sister that went with him to San Francisco, because that's where they went. She was a magician. She was interested in becoming a magician. Mm-hmm. She had found some photographs under her parents' bed of some ancestors that had been... Um, I want to say acrobats or something along those lines. So she, so she had that vision of, of being related to those people, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so her vision of herself became entwined in that. And so she wanted to be this, this entertainer, this m- mystical, you know, magical person. Mm-hmm. And all of the choices that she made to work towards that thing but she was, I guess you see that self-destruction. You see all of those things that she's working towards. You see her going that way. And then you see the brother. The next one, you see all of the things that he's going through. Each and every one of them has a different set of things. Plus then the mom, of course. Mm-hmm. But it was a generational I don't know. So lately, I've just been fascinated by all of these different stories about families. Hmm. Maybe it's because yeah. my family's dying off like crazy. <laughs> Maybe I'm just interested in those different dynamics. Be. Well, it was just interesting. The, the characters were so rich, and mm-hmm. the stories were so rich mm-hmm. about what they were experiencing. It wasn't just, you know, some of the stories that I see people reading about 
I just don't find it interesting when you're talking about, oh, so-and-so is going to meet so-and-so. Somebody gets murdered. After a while, it's a formulaic thing that you read the back of the book and it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Books like this are such a breath of fresh air because they're totally not like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's really hard to explain. Yeah. It sounds almost like... like um the kids took a journey kind of like um, Theo and the Goldfinch took a journey. It's like just, you know, once the wheel started turning, the, it right. just kept, it was like, you know, going downhill. Just now, it definitely did have a downside. The ending was extremely soft. Was it? Yeah. I did not feel satisfied at the ending, but I think sometimes that's inevitable with a story like this. Yeah. It's kind of hard to... I mean, sometimes I'm okay with feeling unsatisfied if the actual like storyline was good enough. Well, it, and that yeah. that that was just the thing is mm-hmm. that I was thinking about this for so long afterwards. It was a bit like the Goldfinch in that I was thinking about the complexities of this story. I was thinking about these interactions and and the beauty of the writing style. I really seriously enjoyed it. The name of the book was The Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin. Cool. So, there you go. I thought it was excellent. It was, it did definitely did have its downsides, but I read it really fast, though. Did you? Yeah. You have been doing a lot of coming-to-age stories lately. That's my phone, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> my mom's calling me. I'm just getting... I get on the I, I read the articles on Book Riot, uh-huh. and then I um, as I'm reading the articles, I immediately go to Overdrive and put myself on the on the waiting list for these books. So I don't even really read anything about them past that. I just go, "Oh, this looks good," put it on there, and then I forget about it. So then when it comes up. I'm totally surprised. I'm like, oh, I don't even remember where I got that, but damn, it's good. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like I'm choosing them on purpose. It's just Book Riot is is making great recommendations. I have to definitely shout them out for this. And also Bookster and some of the other places that we're following on Facebook, they just make great recommendations. I love Book Riot's lists. They I do have, have great lists. I've never really used that Facebook like where you can save like a post mm-hmm. for later. Yeah. Uh, but I've started using it on Book Riot's for reading. Did you see the um tw- the one thing that Bookster had on Twitter? 12 literary literary pickup lines you should never use at a bookstore <laughs> unless you want to get laid. Oh, my God. No, I, I didn't look at oh that. Oh, my God. Some of these are freaking hilarious. What? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to pee my pants. I need to use the bathroom. Can I, can I use the men's room, please? <laughs> are you actually Pennywise the clown because you are clearly the it girl? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Really? These are dad jokes, and <laughs> Travis would own them. <laughs> no, you must be a page turner, because I could stay up all night reading you. If you could see Nicole's and my, my faces <laughs> right now. These are pretty bad. That was terrible. <laughs> Wait, there was one more that was just, it made me laugh out loud. 
I wish I was a bookmark so I could slip between your pages. <laughs> so, how much did you have to drink when you were reading oh my that God, Oh, <laughs> uh, I know we just love our we love our book uh, silliness, don't we? It was funny, and it's almost it's almost Valentine's Day. You got to have some pickup yes, lines. Yes, I know. And you know if you. If you look for singles at the bookstore, well, instead of we've the bar. decided uh, we need to talk to Nicole about this. But we, Bonnie and I, were talking that instead of doing a Valentine's Day special this year, I think we're going to do a shelf love, uh, a self love shelf love. It's also Black History Month. Oh, see how she changed that subject real fast. She's afraid we're going to take her to the adult toy store. No, this will be in March, actually. Oh, I was just saying February is yeah. Black History Month. Well, that's that's a good thing to know because um, I I could uh, actually participate, and then I think I might have something that would fall into that category for next week. Maybe. Okay. Oh, maybe not. I don't think I do. No, because I'm I'm really hoping to finish my Kindle book so that I can review that next week because the gentleman who recommended it is a Twitter follower, and I really want to get it reviewed for for him. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you his name, but I have to look because I don't remember. Nicole's putting her book in her purse. I think she's done. She done? I had to call my mommy. Mommy's trying to call you? And my mommy is calling me. Well, if, you, if it's your mama, you got to take that call. <laughs> I think we could end this on the note that kind of goes with the beginning because I do have to pee again. <laughs> <laughs> What's up so, with your bladder All that tea. Uh, it, it's got to be the tea. It's got to be. Yeah. Teepee. Okay, have a good week, and we'll see you back here, here next week on Three, Three Book, Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.